0: saying to all you people that are watching me live okay i'm live well another saturday morning welcome to december this is a year that has been strange it feels like we're being squeezed in slow motion yet yet does it feel like it was almost 11 months ago when we started with this with the pandemic because it started january february it's been slow but fast and crazy let's put it like this it's because we've been getting too many mixed messages uh i've contended even a year or two ago i was telling people that i knew that they ought to be talking more about what the president who i don't consider to be the president legally even has been doing with our government and treating our treasury as his little cookie jar But we've gone over that before we'll hit it again in some of the things we say but we're in this home stretch and interestingly enough not what i was going to start with but things are happening all the time somewhere late in the evening when i'm half asleep and half awake i saw statistically because there are so many different parts that go on with the elections and the certifications there was one of the certifications that officially made it at least 279 certified electrical, electoral votes that Biden had at this point. So even with the final count of 306, 223, whatever, there's been enough final certifications in the various states that no matter which war Trump is starting, which coup he tries to do and none of this is a joke folks the man is not a sore loser he's a lousy loser so anyhow for this week uh just to keep focus on what's going on all the time i entitled it monetizing mania and economic pressure Monetizing mania is, as I have pointed out throughout the years of Trump, he has done exactly what he was taught by his father, how to monetize things and put money in his pocket or his company's pockets, which basically is the same thing. So he's continued with that. You haven't seen him do crap on, on COVID. He doesn't even mention it. This is the man who told us it was gonna go away. It was a hoax. After he got all the, the votes where he feels all these people voted for him, I hope the 72 million Americans, they really think hard that November 4th, COVID didn't disappear. It wasn't a hoax till the election. He will lie about anything to get you to keep following him and monetizing. One of the biggest things he's doing, he found out again, because he is not stupid. He's quick on the uptake. So he finds out if he's handing out uh, soiled paper bags and people like him, he'll get some more out of the garbage and sell them to people so he can make more money. In this case, he's the soiled paper bag. And he's out there crying and pleading that he's got to fight. And that's why he's got Giuliani running around and he's going to pay Giuliani Whatever the hell he wants, because that's chump change compared to what he's collecting from the people who still haven't figured out that he's using them. Anyway, he's collected at this point over, over $200 million toward his fight to prove the election was a fraud. I think at this point the count is 46 and one. He's gone into court in 47 47 times, and he's lost 46. Not just lost, been thrown out of court. Because federal courts, again, do not like attorneys coming in with frivolous stuff, wasting their time and our money, and no evidence or no proof, period, of any kind. The one time I think that it's not where he won, it just was never finished. Whatever it was, I'd have to look it up. But it doesn't count. It was just one of these things that, let's say, is held in limbo. It's nothing he's hoping for that's great. Otherwise, he wouldn't keep filing. But he keeps filing because everybody thinks he's spending this money to fight this terrible election. You know, he said he was robbed when he lost by almost three million votes to Hillary Clinton. Now he's lost by over 7 million votes. doesn't matter what the number is. This election brought out so many people, and I am happy for it. And I am hoping that people recognize that they have a president again who understands what I believe. I mean, I have friends who accuse me because they know I'm registered as a Democrat of being a Democrat. I keep reminding them i'm neither a democrat nor a republican nor an independent i'm an american i register for a party as i've explained to all of you so that i could vote in primaries which you have to do so i could have a voice in who is maybe pushed forward toward the presidency or any other office because i don't just vote for the president i vote for everything if dog catcher is on the ballot i'm voting for it uh It's our world, it's our country, it's our neighborhood. We have to inform ourselves. Otherwise, we shouldn't even talk to ourselves. So now, monetizing. He's been monetizing this idea that he's going to overturn this and change it and blah, blah, blah. But what people aren't seeing, I mean, I have to give this man credit. He has distracted the public throughout his administration to the reality of what he's doing with our money that's in our treasury, how he changes it so it ends up in his pockets. He keeps telling you about other things, yet he's done nothing for us, no different than before he was in office and the Republicans were going to put out a better medical plan. You know, I'm going to give everybody a Cadillac and a free Rolls Royce and everything else And I swear I'm going to give it to you as soon as we accumulate enough money, I'm going to send it to you. If that sounds good to you and you want to write my name in on the ballot, go for it. Uh, People lie. You got to look at what they do and what they've done. What have they accomplished? And Trump's only accomplishment, and again, anybody who really studies him goes back. And you don't have to read his books because that was stuff. Propaganda to make him look good, to make money for him. You go back and read newspapers from New York City, any of the local papers. Read what they wrote about. There have been enough write-ups on him over the years, even before The Apprentice. This is a man who just needs publicity. Unloved as a child, we don't have to understand him psychologically. We are not here to support a baby. And if we're stupid, we end up with that running our government. So monetizing. There's a whole thing going on with the PPPs, these uh, uh, participation in this first rescue package that was passed, I think it was March or April. And it was a couple of trillion dollars and a large chunk of it three quarters of a billion to, uh, I'm sorry, three quarters of a trillion, almost over a trillion, went over to the Fed to be used to distribute to companies so they wouldn't go out of business and they could make their payrolls and blah, 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 blah. You don't have to be an accountant to understand this. If I come along and I give you a million bucks so you can pay your payroll, And you use it. And I make it forgivable. In the old days, when you understand some of these programs that were around, like after World War II, the Marshall Plan was basically called grants. We gave chunks of money to European countries. Oversimplifying it was, they were decimated. If we let them just sit there, Soviet Union would have been happy to come in and help them rebuild and make them more communist-oriented. So we wisely, under Truman, with the Marshall Plan, gave them grants so that they could rebuild. Well, those grants were spent buying things from us, so the money stimulated our economy. It helped us grow and make money so that after the war we didn't go back into the depression that was existing. So it helped all around. But grants are money I give you that you don't have to give me back. So these loans under this program, the first major stimulus, were generally forgivable if you spent them on the right things, payroll, certain rents, certain fixed expenses that you have to run your business so that all your people weren't out on the streets collecting unemployment and we had uh, a recession growing. And now we get people who are standing around, and I used to run tax departments, among other things, in my younger days, in my corporate days. And the things that people do are just amazing. It's like you give them caviar, and they want to know if they can get whipped cream on top of it. Hey, it doesn't hurt to ask, but on these forgivable loans, a lot of them, they're all saying, well, why can't I deduct it when I pay payroll or rent? That's a deduction. I'm running a business. Well, yeah, but if your landlord, let's say we gave the money to your landlord directly and we told him that you don't have to pay your rent for that month. He got paid by us. We gave you our money to pay your rent. How is that going to be a deduction for you? And if you earn money while you're running Fine. So maybe you owe a little more tax because you have less expense, but you're going to have more net income because you're going to have less expense, real expense (laughs) that you paid. So people get silly. It's like never enough. Why can't I get another bite of the thing I just bit? So you're going to hear a lot about that, but it gets a little nonsensical when you realize they've been given money. They don't have to pay back that pay their expenses. Why would they get to, in effect, double dip and now deduct their expenses against revenue? It didn't come out of their pocket. It came out of our pocket to keep our economy from totally falling apart. I just repeat this because you're going to hear a lot about these things because Mnuchin just moved. (coughs) Pardon me, I got a dry throat today. I'm healthy as a horse but I sometimes get a little dry if probably talking too much. So anyway, Mnuchin went, they had $455 billion, almost $500 billion left out of that first stimulus, still sitting with the Fed Reserve, I believe, on the side for doling out under these programs. Now that they know that they're not going to have control of that money because they're leaving office, Minuchin goes to move that money back into the Treasury. Because when it's in the Treasury, you got to figure out how to get it allocated to what you may need it for. Minuchin was at a hearing, I think it was last week or the week before. Katie Porter, she's a nice lady who's now in the House of Representatives. She's from California. She happens to be, among other things, a law professor. She has a law degree or degrees and she does. I've watched her. She's very smart. She understands accounting and economics and all of this stuff. When she questions somebody, she questions them and she knows what she's asking and she can nail them if they're not answering correctly. So Mnuchin was in front of the committee that she was on. And she asked him, are you a lawyer? And he's like, Doesn't want to answer her. And he said, well, I have lawyers on my staff and stuff. The problem was that she has read the act that that $500 billion that he just transferred back came out of. That act left that money out there because we didn't know when we passed that bill how long it might be needed or if there's any part undistributed that we could use later. They didn't worry about it because they figured he's going to get reelected. The date was like January 1st, 2026. So that money should have sat where it was. And she was really saying, well, are you a lawyer? Are you acting like one? Don't tell me you have lawyers on staff. He moved that money illegally because what they're doing now is, as I said a couple of weeks ago, maybe last week, When Trump first got in, first thing he said when he's got a sound, clean, growing economy that he was given from Obama, he said, oh, they left me a mess. When he calls anything a mess, you know what he's saying. He's going to mess it up, and then he'll say, well, that's what they left. He projects all the time what he's going to do, and he's creating a bigger mess now, because he wants Biden to look like he's failing and can't get anything done. Just like Mitch McConnell robbed Obama of a judge on the Supreme Court with the idea, oh, it's an election year. We weren't even into the primaries yet. He, in effect, as I said, gave Trump five years of picking judges. He really gave Mitch McConnell five years of picking judges. So what they've done is put this money back that was sitting there that Biden, when he came in office, could use to dole out. And as Katie Porter, you could look her up, I believe her degrees are from Harvard and Yale when it comes to it. Not an easy school to get into, not an easy school to graduate from. I find her to be a very solid person when it comes to knowledge and understanding. So she's effectively saying, you illegally transferred this money. Which means you can have it transferred back. That's what I would do if I'm Biden as soon as I get in. Because that's $500 billion I can use for the people who are hurting. The people who are on these lines waiting for food, waiting for tests, waiting for whatever. Because remember, Trump said, if you want tests, you're going to have so many tests, you won't know what to do. Not a lie. He never did it. So they're monetizing. What Trump is doing right now is monetizing everything he can. He got rid of the Secretary of Defense, Esper. But Esper was an acting Secretary of Defense. And he put another guy in there who's not worthy of being in that thing. He's not that the guy is useless, but he's not of a caliber to run that thing puts him in and then puts four of his other loyal people, let's say, in different positions within the Pentagon. He has them changing what's happening in the Pentagon because he knows the bigger the mess he creates, the more they're going to have to clean up and straighten before they can get anything done. The difference is that I have been in Washington for a long, long time in my career. And Joe Biden has been there for decades. He understands how the government works. He understands how to get it to get things done. And these are going to be under him. He has people that he's brought along that even if you haven't heard their names, they all have heavy backgrounds in the areas they're going to work. These are people who know these rules and will be able to unravel the crap that Donald has done. That's going to be important. You know, when you move into the White House, you're moving into a building that is occupied by different people over hundreds of years. You may not even like the wallpaper they put up. You have a right to redecorate a little bit. You can't change the whole place. But you've got to make it work for you. It's your residence, your office. And believe me, he'll be straightening it out. So, also the PPP, this uh, payroll protection program, is what I think it stood for. When it was introduced, the large banks that Mnuchin had set it up to distribute it, were well, the first ones... Who gave their biggest customers the biggest chunks of this money, whether they needed it or not. And that's part of what's being looked into and researched. And that's why they had the hearings. That's why Katie was talking about that part of it. So we have to look at it because a lot of these companies didn't even need this money. And then the smaller ones, because again, small businesses, which are generally, forget the dollar amount are on the 500 employees, you know, sometimes sole proprietors. They were the ones who needed the money to get by. It didn't get down to them. They distributed tons of it to these big banks. And guess what? I know you shouldn't be surprised, but this happened. Jared Kushner and Donald Trump have a lot of rental properties out there. A lot of this money was supposed to be used to pay rent for people so that they didn't lose their house or office or whatever. Guess which companies got preferential treatment when these monies came out? Companies that Kushner and Trump owned. And those rentals, they didn't even put it in the hands of the people to pay them. A lot of it went directly to the company so that their investments, their real estate investments, were kept in better financial shape with our money, which was sent directly to them, so they didn't have to worry about their tenants paying their rent. And they didn't worry about the tenants taking the money maybe spending it on food if it was more necessary. So there have been a lot of ugly things that have gone on And I know Biden has said, excuse me, uh, I have to blow my nose because whatever it is is bothering my throat. And I get tested. I keep myself away from everyone. I'm far from antisocial, but I do respect this virus. And until we get to the point where they are the feel like, and again, if Anthony Fauci and the CDC and all the other scientific agencies, when they review all this stuff and they say it passed and the efficacy that I've been reading about, I had no problem getting injected and I'd be probably near the top of the list because of age and the few things that I have. So anyhow, we all should respect the idea That this is scientific review, and if we don't get enough people inoculated, we're not going to cure this thing. We're just going to keep it going on and on and on. So back to this. This PPP was used and doled out preferentially through large banks to companies that (laughs) favored Jared and Donald. And then, as I said, the Mnuchin has tried to illegally move money back, which Biden will move back. But then, I think it was in the last day, when you talk about monetizing, I've been telling you that Donald Trump was taught by his father, you don't need someone to give you revenue. You need to be in control of a pot of money that's getting spent. And how you spend it and who you hand it to makes you know that you're going to get money from those people when they do the contract. One of the big puzzles that's been around for almost four years, we're talking about the plight of these five 600 children that were ripped away from their parents. This invasion by these peasants on our southern border. I told you he used that to reappropriate a few billion dollars to build a fence that he didn't care about the fence but once he he hired the contractors and he had companies interact with buying the raw materials he was going to make money out of it so anyway what has happened is oh i'm sorry good morning to all the people who are on already casey keith Mel and B, uh, and anyone else that I forget, please, excuse me. I just go crazy when I keep listening to this stuff, and people are not focusing. Mel said the occupant of the White House owes Putin. Any acquired funds are designated for Putin. The old turtle blocked President Obama from appointing judges, allowing the occupant of the White House to appoint 200-plus racist judges throughout the U.S., As I said, I'm not done with that myself yet. I am waiting till Biden takes over the government and that ruling I filed for with the Federal Election Commission. It hasn't been thrown out if it gets issued. As far as I'm concerned, I've proven that Trump disqualified himself during the election in 2016. That meant he was an invalid president. That means anything he did could be unwound legally. That means those 200 judges and those three in the Supreme Court. I'm not joking about this. I've done tactical work for big corporations all my life, and I've been successful at doing it because I do my research. Anyway, Lisa, just wanted to let you know I'm listening. You guys program today. I'm just in Facebook Facebook jail for eight years. (laughs) Whatever that means, Lisa, we're happy to have you. Uh, I'm happy for all my followers. Uh, I I get feedback from them now and then through people I do know who know some of the groups. And I'm really happy that you guys listen, because believe me, I'm not babbling to hear my own voice. So the imprisoned children, I, I, I got to the point where he's spending billions of dollars on a fence, but he's doling the money out to companies that are giving them money through the back door. That's billions that he's getting his cut from. But when he takes these kids and puts them in detention, these are companies that set up these tents and these uh, wires and these fences and the food and these blankets. So even if you see the kids sleeping on a cement floor and they've got this little astronaut blanket and they give them some food, by putting them there, He, in effect, created a little Trump hotel that the people who are running it are getting the supplies from him or a company that he set up that's telling them where to buy their supplies and a percentage is going in his pocket. But in the last 24 to 48 hours, guess what? The Trump administration has turned over phone numbers and other information on these children that they had no information on. So understand this. I told you there's something in the law called depraved indifference. This man locked these children up that he took away from their parents. We should just impound Baron, Baron Trump. He's still a kid. Let's lock him up for four years and not let his father see him. Wouldn't bother Trump, but I wouldn't want to do it to the kid. And I can go into the biblical reason why not. Uh, it's Donald who deserves the locking up. Anyway, he kept these people, these children, and the other ones that were locked up in the other things, the regular lockups, so that he would make money off them during these four years. Period. So now they're finding they have more information to help unite these people. And we're going to have to pay to bring their parents and the rest of it. But what I'm trying to get across, and I keep getting to different people, and they're not getting the point yet, Trump has changed so many things contractually within our government, with the Veterans Administration and other departments, that while they're going to try and clean up the mess they see and try and run the government for what's going on in front of them, He's going to be like collecting an annuity because till they undo these contracts, this money, as these organizations within our government operate, is still going to be flowing into his consulting companies, their their share, their piece. So that's why I've been trying to press people to look at this. And if you talk to your representatives or anybody else, please explain it to them so time magazine time magazine has an article i think you should all read because we have something that's been growing over the last at least four decades and i'll talk about it in another show Uh, this was time magazine from september 14th the top one percent of our population that rich cream layer on top And I'm not saying they don't deserve to earn money. Please, I never mean that. But because of changes that were done by people who took power and did things to benefit themselves in the last 40 years, read that article in Time magazine from September 14th of this year, the top 1% ended up taking another $50 trillion, $50 trillion during the last four decades, into their pockets, which meant there was less for the middle class and lower class. This is part of what is called income inequality. We'll get into this in another show. As to the economic pressure, because, again, I could keep talking about what they're monetizing and hiding documents and burning documents. By the way, it was just announced that the Trump administration has not allowed the Biden transition team into all of the intelligence agencies. They're supposed to have access to all of the government at this point. That's because they're still cleaning up the mess that they made and the documents they don't want people to see to catch on too quickly. So... From the economic pressure because of what's happening to people on the ground, when you heard of the last statistics that came out, uh, yeah, we had the creation of about 225,000 new jobs. The number should have been more like 455,000. As was said by regular economists who do these trending things, I try and explain the understanding of economics and the power of it. These guys are great. They've spent their life, and what they're saying is it could take us another 10 years because we didn't hit the 400,000-plus jobs we needed last month. It's too slow, and the only reason the unemployment rate dropped two-tenths of a percent, another half a million people at a disgust dropped off the rolls. They removed their names. So the unemployment rate overall went down that doesn't mean shit in plain English. You gotta look below the numbers and see what's happening. So I believe that the Republicans, even with Mitch McConnell and even with Donald still there, that by next week, we'll put together one of these bills. Look, Nancy Pelosi and the House have been fighting for the bill that they came down to about $2 trillion of needed pieces. Because of COVID and everything else that's needed, without going into the details, and the Senate put one in that more puts more money under theirs to play with, and there was a four hundred billion dollar difference. Well, this bipartisan group of Democrats and Republicans got together and they came up with this nine hundred eight billion. What is Nancy going to do? Say I don't like it? No. If you'll pass that, fine. People need relief before Biden gets in office. He knows it. She knows it. So I believe by next week, they're going to work out the details and pass something near that trillion-dollar mark, plus or minus, because then any remaining Republicans who have not been talking out against this monster who's in the White House will be able to say, well, see, we did something before Biden took over. And then the Democrats will be able to say, see, we cooperated. You know, you could argue this position up and back. People are hurting. I believe, that's why Mitch McConnell is involved for a change in the discussions, that by next week you will see them pass a bill. They need to. Americans are hurting, and they need the money. Uh, The vaccine delivery costs. They've put all of this on the state and local governments. People aren't all covered with insurance for all that's going on with COVID and the hospitals overcrowding. The local governments are running out of money. That's what this package is needed for, among other things. I know they have 100 to 200 billion in that 900 billion to help with that because you won't be able to get out there and vaccinate people if you can't afford to do it, it gets stupid after a while. So I want to remind you about something when it comes to vaccines. We're in a more modern era. We have better researchers, better equipment. It has nothing to do with Donald. We've been building this over time. Uh, as Obama said when he left office, he left him a book on pandemic, what to do, what we have. As Obama joked he probably used it to put under a wobbly table leg because he doesn't want to touch anything that Obama did and say that he used something Obama did. That would hurt Donald too much. Library of Congress, you can look it up through Google. Look up immigration statistics from 1851 to 1900. We are not just a nation of immigrants, but boy, That was a period where we got lots of people out of Europe and also China through our ports on the East Coast, mainly New York, and also on the West Coast. But out of those people, I'll give you two names to look up. Salk, S-A-L-K, Jonas Salk. He is considered the man who came up with the polio vaccine. Polio was devastating people. Little aside. I was born in 1942, near the beginning of our entrance into World War II. I nearly died when I was about 17 months old. This is what my family told me, and I've heard the story a million times. I nearly died because I had a severe case of polio as a baby. They had nothing to treat it at that time. They were working on heavy flus that were coming in and other diseases. But Jonas Salk was a byproduct of the immigrants who came here, who enriched our country with their offspring, people like Jonas. Jonas never patented the the Salk vaccine. Has his name, he's world famous for it. It would have been worth at least $7 billion from calculations I've seen he was a person who wanted to serve humanity he didn't even want to be in the bright lights he just wanted to be out there he did finally accept it he took a help setting up an institute out in California where I think he died around the age of 80 the other man who was a contemporary was a man by the name of Sabin s-a-b-i-n He also was a byproduct of this immigration coming here and these children who were born out of these immigrants in this great new country. Sabin ended up working on the injection for polio that Salk came up with was dead virus. Sabin was working with the live virus and he had an oral vaccine. He actually ended up interacting and working with the research institutes in Europe as well as the Soviet Union. They helped fund it. Hey, at least the money helped civilization. But because of that, the people who used Sabin's thing were mainly in Europe and the Soviet Union. But these two men were byproducts of immigration to our country that then gave off children That helped us, just like Kamala Harris. Two people from different parts of the world got together in California in college, and we get the benefit of the brain power and intellect of a Kamala Harris. (coughs) Do I like everything she does? No, I don't even like everything I do. So, folks, we've got to understand where we are and what we're doing. These economic pressures. Oh, and I don't want to forget, my alter ego sent me texts. This Georgia election. This is like, I forget the name of the movie. They did one of these silly movies where I forget who the guy was. Uh, and he was the last vote that was needed to decide who was going to be the president of the United States. Uh, it, it's out there. It was a funny movie. I didn't see it fully. Uh, but it sometimes comes down to a point that is. The deciding point. Right now, as I've said, you'll hear the Republicans saying, well, you want to give us the Senate because we want to be a check on Biden. We've seen what happens when Mitch McConnell controls the Senate, even under a Republican president. He's not a check. He's a choke point. The only people who get stuff is people who are lining his pockets. And people who give him the judges he wants while he gives them the tax cuts they want. So I ask you, to everybody you know, I want you to make sure that if you know anybody in Georgia, remind them to vote. If you have to pay for them to get in an Uber to go to the election, to the polls, people who are underage who couldn't vote in November. I understand, I finally saw a number on it. There are over 20,000 youngsters who are coming of age between November and January that couldn't register and vote for November, but are now going to be 18 by the January election in Georgia. They could register and vote December 7th which is going to be this Monday, is I believe the last day for people to register if they were qualified, let's say for the November election, you could check with your Georgia electorate and everything else in the voting boards, but that date is for registration if you were already old enough and you hadn't registered, you should register by then. If you're just becoming old enough, you've got up to the date of election, I believe. So those 20,000 people, it's open. Get your butt down there and vote. We need it. If we get the two senators from Georgia as Democrats, it makes the Senate even. It's split 50-50. McConnell is tricky enough to play his game, but then believe it or not, Kamala Harris will be the deciding factor if there's a vote where they can't vote for things that are good for the people, and they go party line 50-50. And by the way, that includes, they usually keep on the Democratic side the two or so independents that are there, the independents generally being uh, Mr. King and Mr. Sanders. They're still independents, but they usually vote with the Democrats. We need to have this so that Mitch McConnell does not choke off our government by not doing anything that he doesn't want to. The man has had too much power for too long. So I ask you, get to anybody you know, make sure they do their thing, and help get these people elected. It's Warnock and Ossoff, John Ossoff. And uh, Reverend Warnock, those are the two Democrats. If they win, we will be in a condition where the new president can come in and do what he knows how to do to fix this mess, straighten our government, and work for all of us, which we haven't had in a while. Let's allow us to see what happens when you get a guy who's dedicated his whole life to serving the country. I believe when uh, Joe Biden first was elected to Congress, he was about 29. We're talking 50 years ago, okay? The man has not gone out to make tons of money on the side, and he's suffered enough like all of us who go through things with family. We need a man like him in there. He is elected Let's at least give him the ability to do what he needs to do to straighten out this country. Because you're going to keep hearing all these things that you didn't see, that Donald did. Donald will be hiding, because no matter how many followers he has, and by the way, I'm going to make a crazy prediction. Donald may show up at the inauguration. Remember how crazy he went when he was inaugurated, and he says, my crowd was bigger, and I showed you the pictures, and it wasn't? If he tried to hold his own thing and not go to the inauguration, he's not going to get the type of crowd that would come to Biden's inauguration. So by appearing there, he'll say, well, that was a big crowd because I was there. This is how he likes to take credit for things. But if he tries to organize his own and he has less than a few hundred thousand people at his own little rally on that competing event, He'll look like a fool, and he's already been looking like that at many of his rallies where he's helping people get sick with COVID. So again, I want you all to take real notice. It's going to be a difficult period we're going through. Donald may actually try to put some of our military out on the streets. He's had some of his excuse me for using a term that makes sense to me in this case, some of his Nazi-type followers that work for him, telling him to call the military out and declare an emergency and say we got to suspend the transfer. That's going to be hard to happen because he's going to get a lot of flack over that. But he doesn't put it short because he hates losing He doesn't care what happens to anybody else when he does what he thinks he needs to do to not lose. I am still not joking when I say the day before he leaves Washington, he may get on a plane and fly to Brazil till he feels safe enough to be in this country for all the indictments that are going to be against him. Again, there have been many characters throughout our history who have left the country never to come back because they know that they can't wait. Oh, yeah, the Trump donations. People have to read the fine print. Again, anywhere up to $5,000. And I said, he's already collected over $200 million. It ends up not going for this fight against this election that he said was rigged, okay? And remember, he fired the guy that he appointed to run the election and the cybersecurity, and this Mr. Krebs, I believe is his last name, he did a great job. He protected us, and the election was run clean. So Donald fired him because he couldn't screw around with the election. So the donations, up to $5,000, go into a super PAC that Donald could spend on whatever he wants. He can go on vacation. So, you want to pay for his next vacation after the money he's already stolen from us? So, he's got over $200 million, and he's spending, if he spent $10 to $20 million on all these lawsuits he filed, that would be the biggest number you'd see. So, the man's got almost $200 million of free money. It isn't free because depending on what he spends it on, tax laws would say that if it was spent for his benefit, it's not a forgivable loan. It would become income to him. So, man, I hope that people keep after the distribution of this money from that super PAC because we have a right to know where it goes. And anything that goes in his pocket, we want to see it on his tax return. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, he's he's using it to pay down anything. But the only thing that they found that he's paid, even from the election from 2016, was about $66 million. I have already shown you that he has put three men from Mar-a-Lago over the VA, and they have a $200 billion annual budget. If he takes 1% of that through his changing contracts and construction work that he's been doing, and I could tell you about what's been going on at my VA that was unnecessary, that's $2 billion if he gets 1% of that budget. And believe me, he'll get at least 1% through his contracts and giving it to other people who pay him through the back door different ways. So, You'd like to see him indicted, but I'd be just fine if he just left the country forever and takes his evil family with him. Carol Hilliard editor, It's a good thing. Uh, You know, I used to, when I was a kid, learning history, I'd read about the families of these czars who screwed up other countries in Europe or kings or whatever. And these poor kids were born into it. Yeah, they were born into a splendid family and had all kinds of great things. But some of these kids were killed when they found out what the parent did. The child does not need to be punished for the father. So I believe in a little better justice than that. And indicted, yeah, he could be indicted. The legal term, if I remember correctly, is indicted in absentia, meaning we'll go into court, we'll prove the case. And if he ever gets his ass back on our territory or a country where we can extradite him, we will then take him and throw him in jail. And hey, I will remind him that we're paying for him being in jail, so he's got a free ride. Mel, as a former principal research associate for the president of the medical school, it takes years to develop an attenuated, killed viral components vaccine. What has been created contains live viral components which will infect and kill. Okay, some of what they're using, and again, I'm not up on all the science. I love science since I was a child. So Mel, let me just say this. The vaccines that they're coming up with are not your normal vaccines, where they give you a live or dead virus to then stimulate your immune system. As I generally understand it, and again, I am not an expert on this, they are using what's I I think they refer to it as mRNA. This deals with the DNA and RNA of the molecular structure of our body, uh, what we're made up of. And what they're doing is inducing something, and I forget if it's the T cells or whatever. So again, I, I apologize that I don't have every fact at hand. But what they're doing is putting something in that stimulates the immune system to create things so that when you get any kinds of general viruses coming in they'll start reacting to it so this is not your typical vaccine we are in a new century we are using newer technology that's another reason why they've been able to come up with these quicker things Not just electron microscopes, not fancier research places, but better understanding of how we're structured and how we can make things happen. It's just like chemotherapy 50 and 60 years ago was when people were dying of cancer and they had nothing else. They'd offer them chemotherapy, which was strong chemistry to fight their cancer that would put them in all kinds of pain and distress if they survived. Nowadays, chemotherapy is a well-understood area of medicine where chemotherapy is a way of treating these cancers that except for some really, really ugly ones when you get into the late stages of pancreatic cancer, they can do a lot to either stop it or reverse it. So we do progress. Again, Lisa, yes, that's what I'm telling you. He's been putting loyalists, even if Biden can get rid of them. And a couple of weeks ago, I spoke about it, that what they've done, they've changed the category of certain employees. We have a few million people that work in our federal government. So if you take a layer of a few hundred of them, and you take some that are in these assistant director positions, or just below it, where you don't know them in general, and you get rid of them, and you put in a loyalist to you, who doesn't even know what the damn agency is about, while he's there, things aren't going to run normal. Now, Biden will be able to clear that up because the people he has hired and he's presenting to us are talented people who understand how these agencies work, how the structure works. They understand the governments, the budgets. Ron Claim, who's helping him, is a brilliant guy who really knows the ins and outs of our government. I used to spend a lot of time in Washington. We have a great government and a structure that is not always explained to the people. So I hope that when he gets in, he'll start to change these things and straighten it out. Uh, I have to apologize if I sound throaty. As I said, I caught a little bit of a cold But you know what? I'm a healthy guy all my life, but I've ended up with little infirmities that I have to live with like anybody else. But in general, I'm a healthy person at almost 80 years old. Uh, My mobility, my my strength, my size, my brain, not losing any of that. I'm just putting it on the new stress. Uh, But colds, all my life I've caught it. And I was actually joking with some people, half joking, that since colds are under COVID, it's that type of virus, that maybe I've built up an immunity to getting really, really sick from colds. I just get clogged like a person who gets allergies. So if I sound funny, I'll apologize. Uh, (laughs) It's just something I've lived with all my life. And I've read a study that says certain people with certain blood types and certain other things may not be catching COVID because they've got a natural immunity. It happens. We have millions to billions of people with all different biological combinations. So some of us have to be immune. And if God gave me that blessing by having colds all my life, hey, I'll accept it. So I want you all to remember Georgia, anybody you know, they've got to get it down there. If they didn't vote and they were able to vote in the November election, I believe Monday is the date they must register by if they want to vote in this one. If they haven't voted, and early voting, I believe, starts on the 14th. So you have a couple of weeks to vote in Georgia. We need those two senators in Georgia. We need that so we stop the stranglehold that Mitch McConnell has had on our government by being in charge of the Senate. Mitch McConnell is just turned into an old evil man at this point. What drives him, I do not know. But humanity is not what drives him as far as I'm concerned. And I'd be glad to talk to his face and discuss it with him. I used to do that when I was in Washington, and I had good results with people when I told them what the laws said. So anyway, please follow us. I'm sorry if it sounds rambling. We're at a funny stage with what's going on, but follow us on Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook. Again, on Instagram and Facebook, it's basically A-E, the word equals then SQ and the word squared. You want to email me, I'd be happy to hear from you. A-E, the word equals SQ. I'm sorry. A-E, the word equals MC and SQ at gmail.com. Again, I'm going to go drown in my own uh, juices. It's been a pleasure being here. (laughs) I just got to go. Clear my nose, folks, so bear with me, and I'll be here next week, and I should be back in more normal shape. Thank you. Have a great weekend, and just keep reading and learning.